my name is Doug, and this is Mr. Wright. This is another Stare into the Abyss, the Abyss Stares Back episode where I don't talk about what I'm writing, I talk about what I'm reading and the other media I'm taking in as influence. So, there's a fairly long list. Um, I have uh, kind of self-imposed a hermit lifestyle on myself for the next two months. For more on that, listen to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. So I've been taking in a staggering amount of um, literature and fiction. So we'll just get on with the list, which I had to make, because that's how much stuff I've been going through. I've been binging on the Sandman Slim series by Richard Cadry. It's a piece of, or it's a series of, urban fantasy novels, which was recommended to me by my friend Deb. She had recommended it to me that it was... Uh, very similar to my first novel, Strangest Kindness, um, in that it was urban fantasy, but Richard Cadry seems to do more fantasy than urban. I mean, yes, there is a balance there. He does have a hard-boiled main character, hard-drinking, hard-smoking, hard-cursing, much like my character, Dante Kindness, but the difference is that he has people lighting off uh, magic fireballs and summoning lightning and that kind of thing, and mine is more uh, urban magic is in terms of coincidental magic and summonings and talking to ghosts where it's not really super apparent my fantasy supernatural aspects are more grounded but very similar rules in terms of the worlds that he and I both built uh highly recommend Sandman Slim series also I'm reading uh, a new uh new series by him referred to as uh, another coop heist which is uh uh heist series involving a thief named Coop. I would say more about it, but I'm only on page, like, 15 of the first book. But I do recommend Richard Cadry in that um, his metaphors, similes, and descriptors are insane. Um, a few of the ones that spring to mind off the top of my head are saying that this guy was wearing a suit so sharp it could cut diamonds, that this guy's robes might have seemed... Regal at one point, but now it just seems like he's in a flop house of a Tahitian brothel, or uh, that the main character was sweating like a hippopotamus during a triathlon. Those are the most benign descriptors that I can think of, as well as, um, you know, just the ones that I could come up with off the top of my head. Uh, the way he describes things is visceral. There's an actual blurb on, I think, one of the Later books, uh, there are nine out of the Sandman Slim series, that say his prose cannot be any more visceral if they were carved into your skin, and I completely agree. Something else I've been reading, uh, binging, if you will, because I read like the first six books of it, is the Miss Marvel series by Marvel Comics, written by uh, G. Willow Wilson, with a um, whole plethora of artists, and... The big deal about Miss Marvel is that it was the first time you saw a lead character who was young, female, and Muslim. And once again, talking about balance of war in the world building, um, Wilson has created this very in-depth, emotionally vulnerable and accessible character who has to struggle with superhero life and home life, and her home life isn't just overbearing parents, you have an overbearing I shouldn't say overbearing religion, but a very strict religion that she must adhere to as well. And it's been phenomenal. It's like reading the old Spider-Man comics by Marvel as well, 
from the you know mid to, to late 60s where you really do feel that it was a teenager character written for teenagers and they could easily accept you know this character as a surrogate into the world of you know the Marvel world. Um, so I highly recommend Miss Marvel. It's great. There's a book where it's kind of been a trial to get through, which is The Fireman by Joe Hill. I love all of his books. I always slam through them, yet Fireman has been a bit of a trial, like I said. Um, and it's only that it's his, quote-unquote, it's his stand, or The Stand, by Stephen King, who's his father. But Joe Hill does stand on his own uh, merits, believe you me, on that one. Um, I actually think Joe Hill's a better writer than Stephen King. He's got better word economy. Uh, but The Fireman is just, it's super dense. Um, the Just the paperback alone is if you had it in your pocket and you were shot, like, it would stop the bullet. It's what I call bullet-stopping goodness. And um, But it's been really good. It's just, it's very, I wouldn't say slow-moving. It's very, it's well-paced, but it's not quickly paced in terms of a book that size. So that's kind of my, everything else I've been reading is kind of in between um, bursts of getting through The Fireman by Joe Hill. Now a while ago, because this is how long I've had the list, I did try to, I did read uh, Gerard Way's Doom Patrol, which is the ongoing adventures of these strange superheroes from DC Comics. It's on their Young Animals uh, imprint, which is a um, not mature label, but it's in between the regular DC comic stuff and the Vertigo mature stuff, it's young animals, YA, so young adult. Um, so it is a bit more, you know, mature in terms of violence and content and uh, language, but it's not so over the top. It's it's not Logan by any means. Um, but I thought it was very good, having been a big fan of the Grant Morrison run of Doom Patrol, which I also recommend. Jordway's Doom Patrol kind of bridges the gap between you know, the stuff that was done in the 90s and then, you know, 20 years later, 15 years later, to now. Um, updated in a way that made it accessible to new readers while still giving something back and a, you know, sly wink and nods to the uh, Grant Morrison source material that I love. Um, so I highly recommend I think the first trade paperback is out. I don't believe they have any other collections of it. Um, but this is one where I'd, I'd probably wait to binge just because and wait for the trade paperbacks to read because it is like a huge, strange, ongoing story. Um, Doom Patrol always has been, if you look at the Morrison stuff. Um, I loved binging the Doom Patrol stuff. Um, I look forward to binging more of the way Doom Patrol. A note the of a book that I'm not... I'm about maybe a quarter through, which is Brian O'Malley's Snot Girl. Brian Lee O'Malley, of course, famous for writing and drawing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which the movie was based on. It's one of his return to comics. Um, I'm really happy with it. It's very Scott Pilgrim-esque in terms of pop culture savvy and the little like pop-up explanations of characters that you saw in the movie or if you read the comics. Um, but this is more focused on the um, world of fashion blogging and like social media. I'm not that deep into it yet, but I do hear and, you know, see O'Malley's fingerprints all over it, even the art, even though he didn't do it, which the artist's name is escaping me, and I apologize. Um, but so far, I'm really liking the first book, uh, which is uh, Green Hair Don't Care, I believe is the name of it. 
And lastly, uh, I've been going back and rewatching the Simon Pegg, Jessica Hines, and Edgar Wright project uh, or vehicle uh, Spaced from BBC. It was the show that Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright did before they started Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, so forth, so on. Obviously, Edgar Wright just had a huge hit with Baby Driver. Um, but I'm going back and watching one of the television shows that they kind of cut their teeth on called Spaced, which is kind of a kind of a hard-edged, darkly funny version of Friends. Um, and I, I love it. I, so many people that are cameo in it alone that end up making a name for themselves in other things like Dollhouse, Doctor Who, so forth, so on. Uh, Nick Frost, who is in all of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg's movies, um, is one of the characters. Mark Heap, who's an actor in it, ended up being in The Increasingly Bad Decisions of Todd Margaret. He was in No Heroics, which is another great dark comedy series on BBC. Um, but Space, it's one of those, if you haven't seen it, get into it. Um, if you can find the deluxe DVD edition, the commentaries are fantastic. It's Not only do you have the original commentaries by the creators, but they do a special... Um, set of commentaries, and you have people like Diablo Cody, Trey Parker, uh, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Patton Oswalt, and the commentaries are fantastic. They go in and out of the episode, um, they end up talking about a bunch of pop culture stuff, and it's just really amusing. Um, the commentaries are easily, even when they're not talking about the show, are just as amusing and funny as the show itself. So I hope I've given you some things to look into. Uh, to read, to watch, to be influenced by. And remember, if you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.